0: Welcome to At the Table with Darlene.
1: Good evening. Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. We are so glad that you are with us tonight. I hope that you're getting comfortable, whether you're driving down the road, going to work, or or going shopping, or whatever, sitting at a table In an easy chair, whatever it is, I hope that you have a cup of coffee, because we do around this table again tonight. I have to tell you, we are coffee drinkers, for Mm -hmm. sure.
0: Actually, we just ran out a while ago.
1: (laughs) Oh, but not before we all got a cup of coffee. So we're going to have to restock around this table, for sure. But we have with us tonight, to my left, we have, again, Boomer, which we enjoyed you so much on the last podcast. Thank you for agreeing to... Be with us again. And right next to Boomer, to his left is also Chris, which we are so glad, Chris, that you are here. You are amazing and we appreciate you, young man.
2: It's good coffee, that's when I come back. There <laughs> you go.
1: We gotta keep it coming. But I gotta go
2: now because it's gone. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> now my time is up. slow it down a little bit over there so I'll we make can that get yes, the minutes.
1: Yes, wow. that's really sad that we ran out. And then of course I am delighted to have my husband. Whom I invited to come tonight and hang out with us. I'm really glad you're here, sweetheart. I'm honored to be here. And, Invite uh, only. One well, night only. <laughs> no, this makes two nights. <laughs> Actually, it's,
0: it's our fourth podcast.
1: Yeah, see? Yeah. So yeah. you are so. always welcome to come. Well, thank you. Thank you and for trusting
0: me, me enough to be on well, your broadcast.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really nervous. It's, where's it's a the risk? Where's the, <laughs> <where's> the Play Doh <laughs> when you need it? It's not here. <laughs> Tiffany didn't get us Play Doh before she left. Well, we don't have the sensor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. The guy yeah. yeah. beeps out. Yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> don't have it tonight. <laughs> But anyway, we're glad that, that you all are here. Thank you for being at the table tonight. It's our pleasure. Yeah, thank you.
2: Thank you for having me. So, Again. in the last podcast, we heard Boomer's younger story of his um, growing up as a music musician and mm-hmm. um, living in LA. Which, I mean, that's a whole other story of how God brought you to LA, which is like the mecca of recording studios that that all folded into what place a for you and. Um, heard about the support of your dad, um, in your music career and, and yes. you had the support of him as a person, but didn't necessarily have that personal affection that you wanted. Um, still showed his love just in a different way. And then, you know, I made the statement that you're one of the most loving, affectionate men that I've ever met. And I soak up every minute with you and I'm with you and I, I love every minute of it. Um, but the question that I presented last time was you came from this Catholic faith, you grew up and lived for almost your entire life in a very hard rock and roll scene, which I love rock and roll, like all of it, but you were in a very hard scene with no foundation um, in in any spiritual walk. You had nothing to anchor you, and then um, I wanted to hear what path brought you from that path to where you are now, one of the most loving, -loving, God-loving, Jesus-loving, people-loving people I've ever met.
0: Hank Williams wrote a song "I Saw the Light." Yeah. Uh huh. Pretty where, much. Where did you see the light? Is that the Is that fair to Yeah. To, to, okay.
3: Yeah. When did you? I see don't the know, light? I don't know how how descriptive I can get
2: on that. Um, this is to, a G-rated show. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, but I, we we I, do I, want people. We're all human, and yes, we all yes. make mistakes. You know, yes. and and our paths are all. Over the place, all of us, and also you have a personal yeah. that you make. You don't have yeah. to reveal
0: your personal right. things that that's nobody's business. You
3: know? Well, I mean, I don't mind sharing it. I just have to. I don't know what. I just wanted to make sure I know what the parameters are because when you asked me that question, there's a specific time when that happened, and it was when I woke up after a two-day drug and alcohol. Infused uh-huh. debauchery orgy
0: uh-huh.
3: uh, on the floor with uh-huh. fifteen or twenty people around uh-huh. is when I is when I finally hit that point that said something started calling me said I can't I
2: can't do this anymore
1: uh-huh. this is not who I want to be right
2: exactly you literally just woke up and was it like a voice or just something you're yeah kind it kind of startled me it, it's you yeah. know it, because
3: I was like I said it was it was going on for a couple of days. And, um, we were all, it was earlier in the morning, everybody was still passed out. And I just heard, you know, like, a like somebody like just shout my name, you know what I mean? And I thought it was one of the people in the room. So it it startled me. I sat up, you know, but everybody was still passed out, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I just had this feeling, just, this, just, just, just this overriding feeling of just awfulness just felt terrible. Felt physically terrible, felt emotionally bankrupt, and um, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. It was like, I finally had, I, that was my rock bottom. You so know? Do you,
1: when you said that you heard somebody call your name.
3: I thought it was my dad at first. I, I, I don't know if I was having a, like a, a, a dream. I thought maybe I was having a dream or not, you know, mm-hmm. where, you know, mm-hmm. because and it was in the same kind of timbre, when I would be in trouble,
1: hmm. you know, yeah.
3: and my, you know, my dad it was would that
1: voice of authority, yes, the
3: authoritative voice, exactly, yeah. exactly, and you know, what age were you? At that point, I was probably uh, late, mid, mid, just mid the mid, 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 mid to late twenties. Hmm. Wow, okay. mm-hmm.
1: wow! Well, but okay. you
0: still recognize the authority of your God. dad in that voice, in that voice, yes,
3: yeah. and I, and, and it kind of freaked me out because. I thought it was him, you know, and my first, my first response was like, oh no, he can't see me here. He can't see me like this. You know, it's like Mm, almost kind of like, almost kind of like Adam. Yeah. yeah, you know when when Adam when Adam fell, yeah. you know, and God called him, and he was like, you oh, can't," you yeah.
1: know, "I'm naked, he can't know. Right. And I
3: was, I was, yeah. you know, I don't right.
1: know. Yeah. yeah. And God yeah. literally asked Adam, "Who told you you were naked?" Uh, you know, and so it was that that kind of revelation,
3: that kind yeah, of that kind was, of it
1: was a revelation,
3: awakening, and you know, because what I mean? that
1: was not the words that were spoken, but that was how Adam and how you perceived. When your name was called.
3: It was a feeling of panic. Yeah, You know what I mean? Because I I just, with that, with the way that was, the way I heard it is like, it's just when I was younger, growing up, it's like, like, man, you're in trouble. You know, it's like the first thing that went through my head is like, oh, I'm in so much trouble, you know?
0: You know, that reminds me of Saul when he was on the road to Damascus. He had papers in his hand Mm -hmm. to persecute the Christians Mm -hmm. and he didn't know who the Lord was, but when, 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 when he fell to the ground and, uh. He heard that voice, Saul. Saul, why are you persecuting me? He recognized the authority to the degree that he said, "Who are?" What did he say? Uh, uh, "Who art thou, Lord?" Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. he immediately recognized, recognized that authority. So, Lord. what? What a what a you had a Damascus Road experience uh, there.
2: Essentially, yeah, it was a real. It was a real. So you heard the voice, and did old, you take it seriously?
3: Uh, yes, because of the way I felt. You know, I felt. First of all, I felt this panic, like I was in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And metaphorically speaking, I really was in trouble because mm-hmm. I was very lost, deep in addiction. Both, you know, cocaine, alcohol. Uh, you know, I mean, you name it, Qu- whatever, whatever was available, mm-hmm. I was doing it. Except intravenous. I just because I hate needles, I couldn't, I couldn't do intravenous. But I was, I was all into it. Mm-hmm. I was, it was, it was. So I was in, I was in trouble. So I, mm-hmm. I, I knew I, it, so that feeling of panic because I, I, I was in trouble, you know, was that's that the what the voice sounded like, yeah. you know what I mean? And it sounded like my dad, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To, to where I, I just sat right up, you know what I mean? And looked around thinking, oh, no, he's here. He can't see me like this. <laughs> you know, how did he get in here, you know? It's like... So... Um, but... But as I... When I left, I got that, you know, and, and I went, and, and I, I still didn't have... You know that 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 scripture, that that spiritual. But I, I couldn't, I couldn't grab a Bible and start. You know.
1: You didn't have a foundation to go back so, to as far as the word.
3: Right. So so it wasn't very long where I just kind of
1: you know you know
3: this bass player would call me up and this we'd have you know a session here and it would just be like right back in the same thing again. Right. You know what I mean? Just kind of like you know continue again until um, until and this went on. Uh, off and on, you know, I was trying to, I was like, I was like, I was like sputtering, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I, 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 try, I try a little bit and then I backslide and I try a little bit and then I backslide and I try a little bit and I backslide. And it wasn't, it wasn't until, uh, I met my first wife and then had my firstborn son who ended up being delayed at birth and was globally brain injured. From that, so he had he had uh, catastrophic global brain injuries where, mm-hmm. you know, he's he'll never get beyond an eighteen month old mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. even though he's what was he gonna be twenty twenty six in April, I guess. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be this April. He's be, mm-hmm. I guess it's gonna be twenty six. Mm-hmm. But um, it was at that point in time when I, and even at that, it was it, we didn't find out the level of catastrophic injury until he was about 15 months old mm-hmm. was when we had him neurologically tested and all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, when you're, when you have a, when you have a baby, you know, it was all excited and all that. And, and I mean, I was surprised that in in retrospect, because he was blue when he was born, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and there's another whole story with that about the head nurse delaying and all this kind of stuff. And it was, that was another whole issue there. But, um, you know, he, he, people give you these books, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, well, you know, at, at, at three months, he's going to be doing this, and at six months, he's going to be doing mm-hmm. this, and at nine months, he's going to he be doing this.
1: hitting the milestone.
3: Exactly. Right. And by the time he was at a year, and he still wasn't doing what three months old right. were supposed to be doing, right. we started thinking, hey, man, there's something, something something's not right here. Right. You know what I mean? And so at about 15 months, we had him neurologically tested, and that's when... The doctor said, I mean I'll never, I'll never forget it as long as I live, man." we were sitting in the doctor's office, and he said, "Well, I don't know how to break this to you guys, but here's the news, you know." And I had already, I had already gotten baseball mitts for him, um, and I, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I had, yeah. I had plans on playing catch with him sure. and the football, and yeah. you know, wrestling around and all that, you know, just the stuff that that I didn't have growing up with my dad because he was so aloof. Right. And that kind of thing, I, I I swore to myself I would not be like him, which is probably why you experienced the, the the boomer that you do today. Right. Okay, um, he beat us as kids. Yeah. You know when we stepped out of line, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a grounding. It wasn't. I mean, right. I remember I remember I remember going, and that was before you know teachers would call child protective services right. and things mm-hmm. like that. But I mean, I went to school with would would well, split not a he, the, the buckle slipped out of his hand one time and mm. literally split my back open where I was, you know, he cut me. and It was a, a hook shaped bruise mm. and everything, all, right in the middle of my back and stuff, you know. And I, and I swore I would never do that to my kids. I said, if I ever have kids, you, you, I'm not raising it. You know, if I do, it's going to be an open hand on their butt yeah. so that I can feel how hard, yeah. you know, but I will never hit them with an object. And I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, you can ask my sons, you know, my, my younger son, who's brilliant, yes, he um, and never did but you know so so i had all these plans with my firstborn you know that i was going to do that i didn't have that opportunity to do with my dad mm-hmm. and the doctor sat across wow. from me and told mm-hmm. me that we'd be lucky if he even walked mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i mean i remember just breaking down of course just absolutely breaking down of course yeah. mm-hmm. losing <clears throat> it in his office because all the dreams and, and visions that I had for my son, you know, he's thin, he's tall, he had these beautiful long fingers. I was, you know, being a professional musician, I was thinking already, oh man, I'm going to teach him to play piano, mm-hmm. he's going to be the most brilliant mm-hmm. pianist, mm-hmm. we can play, you know, we can play sport, you know, blah, 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 all that, you know. Wow. And, and that was all gone in an instant. Yeah. I mean, in that one instant, all of that was just wiped off the table.
0: Even probably up till that, that what was it, 15 months? 15 months. You, you oh, probably analysis. were thinking all the time. I was still hoping, yeah, you yeah, know hoping. what I mean? Even though Absolutely. things were like, well,
3: maybe he's just slow, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. He'll catch up, yeah, you know. So yeah.
0: I always had this, you know, right. because,
3: again, unlike my dad, you know, my dad was the guy that the glass was always half empty, and I was always the guy that the glass is half full. Yeah, I mean, right. we're constantly yeah. at odds with that, yeah. you know. Yeah. He always says, oh, you're exactly. such a such an optimist, you know. I'm like, well, you're such a pessimist. Why have to yeah. be such a, you know, <laughs> a Debbie Downer all the time, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And boom! Um, There's people listening right now to this podcast that have experienced similar situations. People that uh, may not may not be that drastic. It may be an autistic child. It may be a, a brain damaged child. It may be a, a child that's born with you know muscular problems or limb problems. But I, I think that what you're saying right now is is probably going to minister some, some real peace and comfort to some people because you did survive that mm-hmm. you did come through it, it still hurts when you talk about it but you did come through that
3: it was it was that it was at that time when even though physically before I'd been down rock bottom with in all the the all the addictions and the Debauchery and everything that still emotionally wasn't as devastating and as, as rock bottom as hearing that news mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that news to me because that was a second blow and 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 I want to back up a little bit um, which I have only shared with a very very few people and it's been it's something that I have had uh, a lot of trouble with even up until talking with Alex about it just last night, okay, something that I have uh, trouble with, uh, believing that God can forgive me Mm. or, or forgiving myself. But that was, to me, at that time when I got that news, I felt like I was being punished for a previous... And this may be the Catholicism, you know what I mean? It, it coming, coming out, you know that I was that I was being punished for things I did before, mm-hmm. you know that God was punishing me with mm-hmm. this. Much, yeah. to, to, mm-hmm. Because when I was sixteen, and I was and I got signed to Capitol, I was I had my whole I was man I was off to the races. I was off and running. Everything I had been working for up to that point, I was starting to see come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was. Very serious with my high school sweetheart at that point in time, mm-hmm. okay, and we took things a little too far, mm-hmm. and she ended up getting pregnant, and I had all of this looking ahead of me, and I'm thinking I can't be a dad right now. Roe v. Wade had already been passed, okay, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: and I went and murdered my firstborn son. Mm-hmm.
2: And that guilt carried does on, the guilt, and the yeah. guilt, and so the yeah. Lewis, my yeah. firstborn
3: son, yeah, the who pot- would have been 40, wow, 42, yeah. 43 this year.
1: Do you know how many people are sitting out there that made choices with the very thing that you're talking about and they have lived with a guilt mm-hmm. and a shame because of that, but because you're t- you're telling your story tonight. You're being honest. I'm vulnerable. Because shame is something that it's, the devil uses against us, and because Boomer, that was the hardest thing for me, was shame of what I allowed to happen, shame of things I did, but shame of what I allowed happen with my kids because I was so controlled and and so codependent upon someone else to make me better. And and so shame is a very powerful weapon, and, and the enemy will get us to carry that shame as long as we can. And there's people, women that have had abortions, and, and men that have have wanted their their uh, mates to have an abortion because they didn't want to have a child at that time, are living with tremendous guilt, years and years, just like at your time even of still wondering can I ever forgive myself totally and wholly and the resounding answer from Jesus is yes 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 they can be free just as you can be free from that uh, because the enemy just like he wanted Adam to be ashamed naked and ashamed of course there are things that we see in our life choices we made that that we've had to eat the fruit of some of that but the enemy will always tell us that we're not forgiven and that everything is our fault
3: I, I honestly because I you know I was making the money and, mm-hmm. and I actually paid for,
1: for it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: And I honestly believe that it was what you're talking about mm-hmm. that then drove me so deep off the deep end. Mm. Yeah. Trying to run, uh, trying numbing. to run, trying to numb it's it, trying try to hide it, right? Yes. Because every yes. time I'd be, every time I'd be awake and sober, it would be, mm-hmm. it'd, be it'd be tearing at me, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: So well, this this is so important right now, and I know we're camping out here, but I'm telling you, there are listeners that have done the very same thing that you have done, and, and they're living with that guilt and with that shame. And Jesus came. And he died. He took our shame upon yes, himself, did. so that we could be shame-free. And that's what God wants to do through for you, Boomer, tonight. But through you, as you have been honest and shared your heart, and you're sharing that, there's going to be deliverance that's coming. From this podcast tonight to those who feel like they have to hide that shame, they have, if anybody knew what they did, they couldn't possibly love them. Right. But, but that's not true because Jesus loves us. He loves that one that is carrying that guilt upon themself when Jesus said, no, I want to carry that for you because you can't go and undo that, but I'll carry it, I'll take it, and I'll forgive you. And so that's the message that you are offering tonight, even though you didn't know that. Mm -hmm. That's what God is doing in the audience. And to all of us that's listening tonight, God is setting people free. Right as you talk, right as we speak, there is freedom. People are weeping. People are crying. People are seeing the love of Jesus Christ come forth through what you are telling us and what you are saying tonight, freedom to homes and into cars, into individuals tonight, into families, to people that have been so bound, but they need to be able to move forward in the freedom of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So go ahead, hon, with your story.
3: Well, that's, you know, um, so moving forward, you know, after, you know, uh, much, you know, success and, and, and you know, uh, and the ins and outs of all that, um, that hearing that doctor say that, then you know, uh, just just broke me. You know, just hit me. And, and, I, and I thought of all this, and I went back to all the guilt, all the shame, everything. You know, just came washing over me. And and um, and instead of turning to Jesus at that point, I went right back to my old habits. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. I tried to, because the pain was even worse now. Sure, you know now thinking that that I may have been uh, responsible, you know, that God was punishing me here because of what I did to Lewis. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That um, it even got you know it it even got worse. Okay, and and uh, I ended I had another son, my younger son Patrick. Uh, who was just what God didn't give to Alex? He he like doubled with mm-hmm. pride. He's just brilliant off the charts. He's a great, great, great.
0: Just guy. got accepted to The, the
3: doctor program yeah. Wa- right at University of Washington, correct? Awesome. But um, but I ended up. I mean, it, it takes two, you know. But I'm sure I was a big part of ruining that marriage mm-hmm. because of that. Mm-hmm. Sure, mm-hmm. you know, I I was. I was trying to numb it with the wrong things. Yes. I was trying to, you know. And uh, how many
1: people have done that?
0: You're not the first.
3: You're
1: not the first. I mean, because, and someone that's listening, they're saying, that's what I've done. That's what I'm doing. I keep trying to do things and make things happen. Maybe not doing what you're doing, but they're not facing what's really going on on the inside. Why are they hurting so bad? Mm-hmm. What is it that's Numbing trying me? to fix
2: it on our own instead yes. of giving it to God. Yeah, self-medicating. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's easier, mm-hmm. you, we think, to do it on our own, but it's not. And, and it, it really, uh,
0: the good news is it's not the end of the story. No,
2: yeah. no, because,
0: <laughs> because,
3: you know, moving fast forwarding uh, a few years um, is when I came across the Celebrate Recovery.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: And at that point, like, you know, 18 year marriage had, you know, destroyed that, you know, with, I mean, like I said, two people, but I mean, sure. I'm, I'm sure. She finally had enough of it, and that sent her doing things, and, you know, so um, I found a Celebrate Recovery friend of mine turned me on to it. And
1: now, were you still in California at this time? No.
3: At this time, I'd already moved out, because when we found out the extent of Alex's brain injuries, my then-wife was one of uh, eight siblings, she had a big family. She was from St. Louis. And she looked right at me and said, I don't have anybody out here. I'm not, I, I, can't, I can't do this on my own. I need to help of my family. I'm taking Alex, and I'm moving back to St. Louis. And if you want to come, fine. If not, you can stay here. Now, keep in mind... I mean, I had a three hundred fifty thousand dollars home in a nice area of town. I was doing well. I was, you know, I was I was busy five, six, seven days a week recording, performing, do I mean, I was living my dream. Okay, which on one aspect was living my dream, and the other aspect was yeah. a real nightmare. You right. know what I mean? Right. It was right. a double edged sword. Yes. And uh, but deep down inside, I couldn't turn my back on Alex. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I couldn't just you know, forget about him, and I couldn't forget about Louis, how could I forget about Alex, and he's here, you know, I can see him, you know, I can touch him, I was holding him, I was changing his diapers, you know what you I mean, it's like, so, hey. I, so um, I, you know, I said, I, I can't, I can't, let, I can't be an absentee dad, you know, I can't be, you know, I can't do that. So I sold everything, lock, stock, and barrel—houses, cars, all the whole nine yards. And the
0: marriage was already dissolved. Well, no, no, oh. it was—it was, oh, okay.
3: was still—it was still going, but it was—it was, you know, it was on shaky ground. And yeah, um, I thought, you know, maybe well, that would, you know, help, you know, mm-hmm. solidify it, things, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, get out of the situation. Got, sure. Maybe Maybe I thought, Saint Louis got a music scene. I can maybe, you know, just pick up and 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 do something out there and this and that and blah blah blah. And uh, so we just. Put everything in a, a friend of mine was the drummer from Black Flag. You remember mm-hmm. Black Flag? Mm-hmm. And he also drove for North American van lines. Yeah. So he said, "Come on, man, I'll just pay for my gas. I'll, I'll take you out there." Wow. And I'm like, "Wow, that was great." So I mean, we moved an entire home and two cars, motorcycles, and everything, furniture. You know what I mean? The whole line in a big old North American van lines for six hundred bucks. I'm like, I yeah. can't beat that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what we did. Uh, came out here and essentially. Didn't know what I was going to do, but just started all over again. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, you know, things progressed and got worse
0: and it ended up just falling apart anyway. Yeah. You know, but... But uh, you did it to salvage and to at least be to, with your with son. My son, right. And then right
3: afterward, you know, I mean, 13 months later, I Patrick, you know, Patrick was Patrick was born my younger son, you yeah. know. So, um, and he ended up living with me after we split, you right. know what I mean? Because he was, I think, 13 at that time.
1: Patrick was. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Cause so, so uh, it, it we over here quite a while. It, it was already over five years before that. Right. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want him, because i read all these stories about, you know, young kids, you know, blaming themselves. Mm-hmm. This, now, what did I do? So I wanted to make sure he was old enough, because I knew he was smart enough. I wanted to make sure he was old enough to comprehend that it had nothing to do with him. Right. You know what I mean? This was between his mother yeah. and I, and this and that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he could, and, and she insisted on him living with her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So I bought a home, literally, probably twenty houses down the other oh, side really. of Lindbergh. Yeah. And I told Patrick, I said, anytime you want, you just let me know you're coming you know, and just you ride your bike over, or whatever, and you can, you know, hang out with me. You know, if it's getting to be too much. Mm-hmm. Well, and I told his mother at the time, I said he's 13. I said he needs his dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. It wasn't six months. She was calling me on the phone. She says, "All right, I think he can live with you." Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that age. Yeah, yeah. 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 I uh, that's right. and so he definitely did. Definitely needed a father image. That's yeah. For sure. so, so, he did. But it was right around that time, though, that a friend of mine turned me on to Celebrate Recovery. Mm-hmm.
1: Good.
3: And uh, and I went through it, and it was a, a great blessing. And that's when I started getting into scripture. You know, and I started reading what I was missing for all those years of Catholicism, you know, because they would just pick one verse, you know, and it would be the same verse, you know. It would be 52 verses, you know what I mean, but the same, you know, each year, year in, year out, they would do the same, it's the same thing over, you know what I mean? Right, exactly, very repetitive, very, you know, and with all the dogma and everything, man-made, you know, it wasn't very uh, spiritually nourishing.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Okay. So I I started, you know, and that really started a turnaround Mm -hmm. in my life, you know. And um, I was able to walk away from everything and leave it all behind. And I was, I was sober for, for sober and clean for about five or six years. And then, you know, I started drinking again. You know, and I, 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 I fell back. Mm-hmm. But, it was, but I was able to stay off the drugs. You know, but the alcohol was just—it mm-hmm. was there; it was readily available. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? I started picking up gigs and stuff, working around. You know what I mean? So I'd be in the bar, you know, and mm-hmm. this and that, and you Convenient. know, and guys are, you know, bar, people are liking the music. Hey, buy the band a shot, you know. Oh, okay, you know, it's like, you know, so just, you know, and and with an alcoholic or or a drug addict or anything like that, um, a recovering alcoholic, you can't. With me, anyway, I have such an addictive personality. I can't just take one right. and say, like that's Okay, it. Right. that's it. Mm-hmm. It's with me, it's like as soon as I start to feel the buzz, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, then it's off to the races. I, and I don't stop until I'm a mess. Right. You know what I mean? so it's easier for me not to have any at all than to try and control one or two and then walk away yeah. that's wisdom. You know that's i mean wisdom. i can't i can't do that and i and i the second time I went through celebrate recovery is like, is like that 's when I finally realized that i can't do that you know and but and again here this was maturity so this was this was only five years ago I had met sandy already sandy was was a uh She had a, it wasn't quite as strong as a, as a, as a, a a faith that I had already built up from the five years that I had went, you know, and then fall off, you know what I mean? And, but she was there, you know what I mean? And she would, she would kind of put things out like, you know, I mean, this, you can't, this isn't going to work if you're going to drink, you know what I mean? And I'm looking at myself, I'm going, man, another one, am I going to mess up another one? Because mm-hmm. of this, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm still trying to numb things from when Black I was bib. a kid, yes. you know, a stupid kid who uh-huh. who was selfish and thought, you know what I mean? Am I still going to do this? You know, and I'm thinking, and 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 at this point, God, you know, the Holy Spirit—they're talking. I'm getting convicted left and right. I'm sure. I'm feeling all this stuff, and I'm like, ah, I can't do this, you know. <laughs> so I went through again and 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 quit. And done. And through that, then I really started digging into the Word. I really started praying. And I really started developing a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Awesome. And that's awesome. when it really, that's when the boomer that you know today <laughs> mm-hmm. started wow. coming out and coming through. Oh, that's beautiful. It's such you a know? beautiful story of God's oh, redemption. That's
1: how he does it. I love
0: your
3: testimony. Yes, and that's what he
1: is wanting to do for the listeners out there mm-hmm. it's wanting to do for every one of us is to be redeemed mm-hmm. you know that redemption yes. and, and the beautiful part of your story is god never gave up on you no boomer. he didn't and he doesn't give up i on did you. i yeah. gave up
3: on me i gave up on god yeah. but he
1: never gave up he, on me and that is the same way it is for every person that's listening to this boomer god loves them too he knew your name I love the fact that he called you by name. Yeah. When well, he and, called you Mark. And, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He did. And he did. I, and like with my dad, know. he wouldn't yeah. call me. You know. no. My mom called
3: me that, but my dad never did. Yeah. And it
1: was with such authority. And I love it. He knows our name and he knows how to get our attention. And I love that. And I've said this so much. God, when God wants to speak to me, he always calls me by name. He always says, Darlene. Mm-hmm. He calls me by what I am called. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always Darlene. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I love that fact. And I know that if he calls you and I by name, he also is calling other people by name. Mm-hmm. And he is serious about the fact that he loves us. Yes. And that he really cares. And he wants to pull us out of that darkness where we've been. He wants us to know that the situations that we're in isn't where he's going to leave us. Right. And so I believe that conviction is falling from this podcast tonight and that God is saying to so many listeners that I love you Mm -hmm. and that I care and the story of redemption that God has brought you from and through and what he's doing still in your life today Boomer it is a joy to for us as a church we watch you and like Chris has been here what over around a year or Mm -hmm. something like that and and your your love for God and for people has been so contagious to yes. so many hurting people. And you know why? Because that love that God showed you mm-hmm. is shed abroad in your heart. Mm-hmm. And you are spreading that love and that freedom to others. And, and so I just believe that tonight, as we're going to pray here in just a moment, I just believe that the story of redemption... That God has shown you is setting people free, but I, I want I want to share. I want to ask you a question because you just said the other night that, as of last night, the one of the things that the enemy tries because see, people are sitting out there, and they say every time that I try, I keep failing, mm-hmm. or my mind keeps being bombarded mm-hmm. by what the enemy has said, mm-hmm. and I. Just, it's obvious that the enemy has tried, just as recently as yesterday, mm-hmm. to say to Boomer, You can't, you look at what you did. Mm-hmm. You, how are you ever going to be able to f- forgive yourself? Mm-hmm. But the Word of God tells us that whom has been set free, whom He sets free, is free indeed. You are so free from shame. You are so free from those things that you did in your past. But the enemy will use our mind and he will plant those seeds Mm -hmm. and those thoughts and want us to hang on to them Mm -hmm. and not forgive ourselves. Because uh, Jesus, you know, he he said in his word that uh, forgiveness, that we have to forgive our brothers. Mm -hmm. We have to forgive our sisters. And he told us we have to do it. So many times that we think in one day, the 490, you know, Mm -hmm. Peter, Mr. Righteous, you know, seven times, surely that's enough, God. But no, Jesus was saying, "Uh -uh, I want you to be able to forgive your brother 490 times in one day if you need to. Mm -hmm. But then he follows it up and he says, you forgive others as you forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. And so we have to learn that, that forgiveness that we offer others, the forgiveness that he gave us, we offer to others. And you, those around, there's no one that you come in contact in this church or anybody. And you would never condemn anybody. Mm. You forgive them mm-hmm. no matter what. You don't even need to know I their stories. Know right. You just forgive them. But Jesus says, Boomer, Mark, mm-hmm. I want you to forgive yourself because I've already forgiven you because I want those people out there to know that they can forgive themselves because I've forgiven them. Yeah, that's awesome. You
0: know, the scripture says that Jesus didn't come for those that were whole or those that had it all together. He came for those that needed healing, those that needed restoration. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jesus came for you at your moment, your lowest moment of life. Mm -hmm. and and even though you failed him after that he still was there for you the whole time what a what a right. loving heavenly father and awesome savior we have amen because <clears throat> it wasn't once it wasn't twice it was three you know i mean it's like it was multiple times
3: you know and it's like each yeah. time each time yes. was there to pick me up and yes. but yeah that's the one thing i still that the devil still messes with me is is the you know being able to forgive Myself, knowing, mm-hmm. really believing that 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 Jesus and my Lord could forgive something that heinous, you know, and being able to forgive myself. Yeah.
1: Yes.
0: He forgave and Peter. That's what and I grapple he, with. Yeah. Peter. He, Peter denied him. Yeah. Uh, and he still forgave Peter. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. throughout the throughout the New Testament, we read where people didn't deserve it, but that's mm-hmm. you know it's based on grace, right? It not is. on our deserving. And there,
1: yes, and there are men and women sitting in prisons tonight that have done things, and they're paying in the natural. Mm. But that natural is, and we all know, that what happens to our flesh is nothing compared to what the enemy will try to do in our minds. Right. Because if we we receive the things that he throws at us, and that's the natural thing for us to do when we begin to be sorry for what we did, but then that goes to the extreme, and we don't renew our mind to the Word of God. Mm. And the Word of God sees you as righteous and as whole and so therefore you can receive it you can believe it
3: that's why I keep rereading so many times over and over again when I start when he starts when the devil really starts messing with me um, Paul's conversion on the road to Damascus Mm -hmm. because When, Paul's an evil dude. He was when an a, evil it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and if, evil, God, evil, and if God could forgive him right. and, and use it, you know, right. I was like, I was like, that's why I keep reading that, you know, because it's like when the devil starts messing with him, it's like, you know, I'll read that, you know, and, and 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 he called him by name too, kind of like when I sat up in that room, you know, in that in that mm-hmm. hotel room, you know, I was like, I was like, same kind of, you know, so so I relate to that a lot, and 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 knowing what he did, that's right, and if God still can forgave him and used Absolutely. him as a great yep. leader in the
2: church yeah. wrote the majority of the New Testament right yeah.
3: you know it's like well yeah. okay you well,
0: know we've all sinned and right short of the glory of yes. God there's no perfect one yes. yes. and I'll come to start believing
3: that I'm like okay yeah and then and then a little while later that double you know we we
1: as we grow and as we mature and we've watched you just grow and mature so much boomer we receive more and more of what Jesus has done. Because yes. that freedom is what he wants yes. us to walk in. Right. And that freedom is what sets people free. And knowing that they can be free, they don't have to carry the guilt around. Because the guilt and the shame, If we are we going to crucify him over and over again? Mm. Or are we going to receive what he did and that was a hard one for me as a mother, and that's a hard one for you as a person, you know, when we've done things. But we have to because he already did it. It's settled. It's done. We are forgiven.
3: And you didn't—you guys had didn't know any of this— No, absolutely —until not. we spoke tonight, but you have told me on different occasions— Boy, when you sing that song "Chain Breaker," mm-hmm. it is so heartfelt. Mm-hmm. Now you know where it's coming from. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen.
1: Because God is that chain breaker. That Isn't is that amazing? Yeah, right that is, it is your feelings.
0: song. It Chris, is. Chris, uh, while, while ago said something about how he can't wait to get to church to see you. You know, the coronavirus has really uh, got a lot of people afraid right now. Mm-hmm. But I think I think Solid Rock has a Boomer virus, <laughs> and I would like I want Boomer I want that infectious love yes. to just. Saturate this community yes. because people need Which to be is. loved. Yes, yes, it is. It is, is saturating this local, local community. Amen. And are uh, here tonight. A Amen. A boomer virus. And yes. uh, Hey, if this if this podcast has uh, ministered to you or blessed you, we'd love to hear from you. If you don't uh, mind, can I give them your uh, email address? Uh, Chris does Darlene Roads. Uh, uh, Darlene at darleneroads mm-hmm. org. org. Is that working? Mm-hmm. Okay. Darlene at Darlene Uh, send us an email and uh, let us know how uh, this uh, podcast has affected you. I think it would be an encouragement to Boomer. Boomer needs to hear from you. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to. uh,
1: Absolutely.
3: And And if my testimony has touched and reached you in any way, Please come by Solid Rock so I can give you a hug personally.
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you
0: might even get a kiss on the neck.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's right.
1: Well, we are so glad that you joined us tonight at the table with Darlene. And we're going to pray and uh, just believe God to do a work in your heart that your heart has been so touched and that you'll receive the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. He knows your name mm-hmm. and he wants you to be made whole. He wants you to receive his forgiveness and he wants you to receive the fact that that you can forgive yourself, that you don't have to go into works. You don't have to pay penance in your mind anymore, that you can release it to the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're going to pray with you. Around this table, we're going to all pray together uh, for you personally out there. Father, we're just so thankful for this time that we've had here around the table together. And, Father, that Boomer has shared his heart. And, God, I know it wasn't the easiest thing for him because I understand how hard it is to be transparent, but I also know that it's also freeing. I also Mm -hmm. know, God, that when we can touch someone else's life and they can know that they are not alone, Mm -hmm. and I believe that there are so 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 many out there tonight that know, know now that they are not alone, Maybe they have been guilty in the past uh, of an abortion. Maybe they were the one that funded an abortion. Maybe there are things that we couldn't possibly even talk about tonight. But, God, you know. And I pray that they will receive your forgiveness because you sent Jesus for them. And I pray, Father, that the blood of Jesus, that they will receive the fact that Jesus came and died for them to wash away their sins. And I thank you, Father, that as they ask Jesus Christ into their heart tonight as their Lord and Savior, that they will uh, receive you and that they will turn around, Father, and they will share your love with someone else and they'll walk in the freedom of forgiveness that you gave them. And I thank you, Father, that they will show that forgiveness to others just as boomer is doing and we praise you for it god and we thank you that you are doing a mighty work in and through boomer and through those that are listening tonight and we give you the praise in jesus name amen. amen and until the next time that we meet you around the table with darlene may the peace of god rule and reign in your heart god bless you